Hello, and welcome to the 10th episode of Studies in Shadow. My name is Jack Rogers, and I am your host. And as always, I am joined by my wonder, wonderful-licious oh, yes. uh, <laughs> co-host, Noah Bazoo. Make those words up. How you doing? I am so good. So awesome. good. Guys, this is episode 10. Woo! We've come so far. Double digits. Website's still not up, though. We just figured out <laughs> what we needed to do to fix it. So that'll be up next week. Um, I'm pretty pumped for that. Putting pressure on me now. Yeah. <laughs> so wh- did you think, what did you think we would be at? Like, where do you think we would be at 10 weeks ago? Because we've been doing this for 10 weeks, literally, because it's our 10th episode. Mm-hmm. Did you think? Uh, I think it. What were your expectations? I honestly, I kind of like looking back at it. I was thinking about this the other day, actually. I was like, you know. It doesn't feel like we've been doing this for that long. I feel like I feel like we're both so excited to do every episode, and we put we're mm. both so eager to do it that it just flies by every time. Yeah. So you just even said it's the tenth episode. I totally didn't realize it. I'm just like, wow. By ten episodes, I kind of figured we'd be getting tired of it, not in a mean way, but we we both decided to do this. We were like, let's let's see what happens. You I know? think the only way I'd get tired of an episode is if I didn't like the topic. I meant in terms of like getting tired of. No, I know, I know. Yeah, if I yeah. if I got tired of the show, it, mm-hmm. I feel like it would just be of a single episode. Yeah, yeah. Because I always like talking about this stuff. Yeah. If there was a class on campus that taught stuff like this, I would be in that class every I'd day be teaching it. Honestly, I would never. Yeah, I'd totally. Uh, <laughs> uh, what at assistant teach PT or T T A T A. That's the one. Teacher's assistant. Teacher's yeah. assistant. I, I totally like, would. Wait. I would T A that class. Tutor or whatever. And I would just have my encyclopedia of spirits and my. Uh, <laughs> Your all de- my other demonologist, all, de- yeah, my demonologist Necronomicon book. just sitting there. On I don't the have desk the Necronomicon next yet. to the Bible. I, you saw me almost get the Necronomicon. Anyway, that's not what this episode's <laughs> about. Maybe one day we'll do Lovecraft. Maybe um, we will, but I'm sure. But this episode is about voodoo. Hey Noah, you remind me of the man. What man? The what man, man with the power. What power? The power of hoodoo. Hoodoo. You do. Oh, what? What do I do? The power. The. the Remind me of the man. Never mind. I was thinking of Labyrinth. Uh, you remind <laughs> me of the man. No, you remind me of the babe. You remind me of the babe. What babe? The babe with the power. What power? The power of voodoo. Who do you do? Do what? Remind me of the man or the babe because there's a baby in Labyrinth. <laughs> I am so scatterbrained right now. Dude. There's no hope for me. It's okay. Anywho. Voodoo, hoodoo. You know what I want to call this episode? Huh? Who do voodoo? Like who does voodoo, but who <laughs> but do voodoo? No, no spaces in the letters? No, look how I wrote it. <laughs> who, the word who, space, who do, do, space, voodoo, question mark. <laughs> I don't think, I have to say, we, we said it out loud, but I mean, our yeah. audience can just look online. So I had, I had some pretty minor, um, what, not exposition, some minor, what is it when you are, expo- uh, uh, when you're exposed to something? Exposure? Exposure. <laughs> so like, minor exposure, exposure to, I was like, exposition, that's not it. Exposure <laughs> to, um. Voodoo, uh, specifically Haitian voodoo, voodoo and Haitian Creole stuff. Oh. When I uh, I spent some time in f- Southern Florida, mm. um, so I actually I learned a couple words in Haitian Creole, like I um, passe un bon jeune is like bless you, have a have a good day, and then passe un bon oui is have a good week. And what language is that? Haitian Creole. Okay, so I know what it's Haiti Haitian is. mixed with French. Okay, so the Creole is the French addition to it. Yes. Okay, because I was very yeah. confused there. And it's it's not even like a, a written language. Yeah. Everything's phonetically written, and so it looks weird on paper, but yeah. it's it's the actual, like, it's, you it's know a language. I speak French, and so I was listening to you say that. I was like, either he's adding a French accent or it's meant to be that way. 
but I mean, it sounds legit. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that's how I was just taught to pronounce it. So no, it sounds I, right. Yeah. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking specifically about um, Haitian voodoo practices and beliefs and whatnot. And Noah's actually going to be talking about the New Orleans voodoo. Um, I, know nothing about, I know nothing about New Orleans voodoo. We yeah. may reach like two minutes into this episode. Well, we're actually like, where are we at right now for time? Five minutes. Five minutes into the episode. Bam. And we don't even know, like, if they're similar or not. I don't know. I got Louisiana voodoo and my girl, the queen of voodoo in New Orleans. Who's? Marie Laveau. Marie Laveau. I think it's how you say it. L-A-V-E-A-U. Laveau. Laveau. I mean, it's... Dude, you speak French, man. Yeah, I was about to say. (laughs) I don't know if they just said it differently. I was like, Laveau is how I would say that. Marie Laveau. Anyway. That's that's my girl that we're talking about. Nice. She's kind of a savage. I'm going to be talking about several people, just kind of little bits and pieces and stories. Hey, no, no, no. It's all um, important, though. So there's actually, like, National Geographic videos about this. Wait, for real? Yeah. I didn't I'll talk it. about that later. Maybe we should talk about what voodoo is first. Go! Um, so take away the New Orleans and Haiti stuff. Voodoo is a religion uh, or belief or life system uh, practice based in Africa and it moved over uh, to the continental United States and, you know, to the, um, the Haitian islands and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Or are there islands or is it just one island? Haiti. It, yes. Anyway, <laughs> when they brought them over to Haiti and the slaves, continental mean, United... Right? Yes, slaves. Okay. Um, the French brought slaves over. And uh, so they had their voodoo, but the French were Protestants and Catholics. And they thought this was an abomination. And so they told... They forced uh, Catholicism... And uh, Protestant, pro- Protestantism, uh, pretty much just Christianity down their throats. Yeah, uh, forcing them to either hide their religion in the dark completely, like practice it in secret, or um, the ones who were a little bit more bold about it, they actually just veiled voodoo with Catholicism. So. Th- I- there's videos. One of the ones I saw was in Haiti. They're sitting in like a chapel and they're all dressed really nice. But it's um, it's that blend between voodoo and Christianity. And so there's like Jesus and the cross in the back. Yeah. Um, but that's but, that really confused me in terms of like it's just like a mosh. Okay. So here's here's the thing that I can compare it to. So they believe in a grand creator and his name is actually so I wrote it down. Uh, Bondi. Bon. Bond, B-O-N-D-Y-E. Bond, Bondi. Bondi, whatever. Bondi. Uh, it's actually um, French for good God. Good God yeah. Actually, no, uh, Bon Dieu is where Bondi comes from, mm-hmm. and that means good God in French, Bon Dieu. Um, so, but they don't actually worship him because uh, hmm. they don't believe that he has any um, effect in their lives. So what they actually do is they, uh, they worship the spirits who um, are associated with him. And what that looks like essentially is the people who have, who believe in God, but also worship saints. Ah, okay. Yeah. So it's like people who would like be like, oh, like St. Peter and stuff like that. And they like yeah, worship yeah, yeah, St. Yeah. Peter, St. John. Mm-hmm. And like they still love Jesus Sa- and God. Santa Maria. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so they still worship them. But, Santa Blanca. Um, they also... You're going to bring up Ghost Recon Wildlands in the video game. I'm sorry. I was just... Most people won't know what that is. But anyway, um, (laughs) but they just, they have 
God and then they have other things that they worship. And so that, I thought that was weird. And I was like, oh no, wait, that's not a new concept. It's mostly Catholic that I think of when I hear that. So these spirits, uh, kind of their equivalent of saints are called Loa, um, L-O-A, but in Haitian Creole, it's uh, Loa, which is L-W-A. Like I'm saying, like I'm saying, it's phonetic. Mm -hmm. It's not very much of a written language. Um, and each Loa can affect something specific, um, Kind of like the equivalent of Greek gods or Roman gods. They all had their own thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Do the saints do that? There's like Michael the archangel for protection. Um, So so stuff like that. I mean, they kind of do. Like if they want, like I know that people like will pray to like St. Mary if they want to be like fertile or if they want more luck with like babies. I know nothing about that. So I'm not even going to comment because I don't want to, I I don't want to sound completely ignorant. I've just heard things like that. Okay. Um, (laughs) From my Catholic family. You, you probably read about this too, because this seems like a pretty dramatic thing to miss over just a few, like a thousand miles away if, because it's still voodoo. The (laughs) practice of um, possessing oneself with another spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And they would do this in order to, gain wisdom mm-hmm. or knowledge or insight, they would do it to pretty much help themselves or help other people, hmm. which is fun. And this is actually a concept called um, Kanga or Kanga. Uh, it's K-A-N-G-A. Mm-hmm. And this is the concept of binding a soul to an object. Mm-hmm. So I've been talking for about... No, no. I'm 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, this is interesting. <laughs> tell me, stuff. tell me some of what you've learned with, well, uh, this New Orleans. Is, give us an intro. This is interesting because like, I don't mind hearing a lot about your stuff. Cause like with, with, as Jack already said, I have the Louisiana voodoo and Jack went for more of like the Haitian kind of route there. So I find it really interesting to like look at my notes and just listen to what he says. Cause I'm like, wow, that's really different or that's really similar. Mm. So Glad things are different. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> and, like, I don't mind it so much in this episode. This would be a very ones. boring episode. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Because in other episodes when we do the same topic, it's like, okay, wait, no, I got something here on this. But with this, like, I have no idea. You how took my stuff. talking point, man. But, no, with with, <laughs> with Louisiana voodoo, like, in, in terms of, like, intro, in intro for that, uh, it, it is often confused kind of with um, Haitian voodoo and deep southern hoodoo. Like, not voodoo, hoodoo. What's hoodoo? It's legit, like, it's a, it's a, it's a southern, it's like a deep, it's called deep southern hoodoo, H-O-O-D-O-O. It's like huh. a little variation of that. That's where you get kind of, like, more of, like, occult things. Okay. Like weird stuff, yeah. Okay. Um, it differs from, so, uh, Louisiana voodoo differs from Haitian voodoo in the fact that Louisiana hoodoo emphasizes, emphasizes a lot more on things called gris-gris, voodoo queens, use of hoodoo, ver- voodoo paraphernalia, um... Louisiana voodoo kind of coined the term gris gris and that's where you get like voodoo dolls. That's like Louisiana voodoo. Really? Yeah. And so it was, it was because of like what you're talking about with that whole, um, what was the word you just used to describe like putting your spirit onto something else or taking Kanga or Kanga. Yeah. That's what it, it references. That's kind of where it started from, but because it came, oops, sorry, because it came to like America and a bunch of other different things and the American culture kind of swiggled around it and just like, the uh what even is the word like the power that voodoo queens held and like certain people in Mm -hmm. like the world of voodoo held uh they could do these certain things so that's where you get like in the movies you like voodoo dolls or if you poke it that person feels pain and stuff like that but of course comparatively to your one where it's all about gaining knowledge and like developing as a person this one's all about pain suffering and ensuring that the 
person who wronged you or someone you just don't like mm. suffers, which is kind of like, ugh. You want to something funny about the voodoo doll thing? Sure. Okay. So in, in the Nat Geo video I watched, <laughs> about Nat Geo like, video I, I watched, um, the guy, let me, let me see if, where this is in my A notes. human being. Okay. So this guy asks a, um, a practicer of voodoo, like a voodoo priestess or uh, whatnot. Mm-hmm. He asks about the weird, quote unquote weird stuff. He called it weird stuff with yeah, voodoo, yeah, like yeah. raising the dead voodoo dolls and stuff. And she said that none of those things are true, mm-hmm. that none of those things are real. Yeah. It's a very, it's a, it's a way of life. It's a beautiful religion. It's not scary at all. You want to know what it cut to? Huh. People in a, in a chapel like room, like shouting and flailing their arms because they're possessed. <laughs> Okay, I, I kind of had the same reaction. I was like, what is, that's not scary. And then I was like, wait, Christians do this yeah. in some churches. You got those churches. You feel the Holy Spirit, brother. Yeah, and they, like, people have literally spasms and, like, have seizures yeah, on the dude. floor. Um, who are those? Speak in tongues, my friend. Uh, like, the, <laughs> the people who just writhe around on the floor. It's not Baptists, or, is it? It's not Baptists. Southern no. Baptists? I, I can't even comment on that, but I know I, I've never seen. No, it's not Methodists either. I, um, I had a good friend who was a, who was a Methodist. Um, I've never heard about it. it. It definitely is more of a Southern thing, uh, I think. But it's uh, it's so it's not it's not uh, just particular to voodoo. No. That's a thing that Christians have been doing for literally centuries yeah, as well. I mean, people in all religions. The spirit religions has overcome it. me. I'm going to have a seizure. Yeah. You know, speaking in tongues. Yeah, you know, that's dude. a thing where they speak gibberish, uh, saying Haitian that the. Haitian Creole. Dude, no, <laughs> <laughs> not not even. That's just a blend of blend of two different no, languages. I know. I'm talking about people who just get up and just spout just gibberish. Uh-huh. Um, and that that may be like a very real sacred thing and I may just be talking out of my butt. Um, I mean, we don't know. So well, I, just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. it's it's like the equivalent. You know, the spirit has overcome me. A spirit has overcome me and I am either sharing wisdom or acting in a certain way because I am inhabited by the spirit or I am being influenced uh, by the spirit directly. Mm-hmm. You so. know, if we go back three, four or five weeks ago, we, uh, we talked about spirits influencing people. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Possession. Oh yeah, and I was like, when I think of that now, obsession, I'm kind of like, op- obsession, oppression, oppression, and possession, and possession was the name. I'm kind of when I hear that kind of like a spirit influences me, I'm like, hmm, good thing or bad thing? I'm like, you, you got to tell me the difference there. Yeah, and but it's I, cool. I'm gonna talk a little bit about the um, the danger with uh, belief in in possession and how it's treated, because. Mm-hmm. There's things that can go terribly wrong. Yeah. As we talked about with the possession thing. Yeah. Uh, five weeks ago. Yeah. But yeah. So that's that's my little thing. That So that's really different. It is. Because uh, the video I watched, she's like, yeah, no, none. That's all myths. None well, of that's it's just real. Like, it's just like, because I'm like, it's just the American way of it and kind of like how it's like meshed with culture and all these other yeah. things. Because like voodoo, it came, it was brought, you know, it was brought to the French Louisiana or to French for Louisiana during the colonial period, obviously already mm-hmm. said this, uh, enslaved sub-Saharan Africans from West Africa. And this was from nine, uh, 1719 to 1731. Um, the majority of these African captives that were brought to Louisiana were Fon people, F-O-N. Um, and they're from what now is called Benin. That's a place in Africa. And okay. then there were a bunch of different things like Mandinga, the Wolof, the Iwi, Fube, and uh, Yorobu, and just the, these different... Uh, different tribes and different places Hmm. and different, you know. Um, 
and each of these places, I mean, you got to think like if you're taking these people from their homelands to a place that's totally foreign, they have their own against cultures. their will. Yeah, they have their own cultures, their own practices, their own languages and religious beliefs rooted. And for the majority of this voodoo stuff, it was rooted in spiritual and ancestor worship. That's like yeah. the idea. All the groups, even though they were different, contributed to like the idea. And that's a centuries-old belief. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Worshiping spirits and um, and the ancestral thi- worship. The thing that threw off. Um, the Europeans, when they were brought, when the white, when the when the uh, slaves were brought over, is the fact that they like you know obviously treated slaves terribly. But one thing yeah. that was obvious that was obvious to them, that was obvious to the Europeans, was the fact that these slaves, these, these people from Africa, had such a deep knowledge of herbs, poisons, um, charms, amulets. Oh. Like they would like go out in like, there was a story I read about where this, like this, uh, this, uh, this plantation owner. And he, apparently he wasn't a bad guy. He just used them, but he was very respectful. Like, I can't remember. Thomas Jefferson owned slaves. Yeah. But people don't generally look at him as a bad guy. Yeah. Didn't Andrew Jackson own slaves too? Yeah. But wasn't he terrible? Well, no, he killed yeah. Indians. He was my, yeah, yeah. People, people really don't like Andrew Jackson. Yeah. But uh, like slavery was terrible, but not all slave owners were bad, but slavery was terrible still. Anyway, this guy went to the field one day when he was just like their day off to go do things. And he saw that the kids were like doing things with the parents, like in this like big old circle. And the moms were teaching them like what certain plants would do. And then, you know, he, I was asking him, like, what does this do? And, you know, had, they had to explain to him, like, when you mix this and this, you get to feel a certain way. And, you know, <laughs> for he even tried it. He let them, he did, like, one of the things with them. And they had a bunch of different herbs and things that they found just being out and about. And they just, huh. they just knew. Even though they had no books or anything, they could just look and be like, that's the thing. And then they did all this stuff. And they're like, if you use this, you know, it'll be charmed and it will help you. It'll give you a lot of success. You're like, this will, this charm we have will grant you good, uh, good, good tidings with this spirit and stuff like that. They should have poisoned their slave master. I, I, if they were bad, I would have assumed it. But the guy said it was like, he, you don't I mean, have to be bad to, the guy, to the kill guy, your captor. The guy <laughs> was a, uh, the guy writes, basically how he writes is he was tripping really bad on the on the drug basically yeah. and that's when you snap his neck but apparently well they were all on it yeah but uh, uh it was a he says it was a very very enlightening experience and he felt like he discovered more about himself and like humanity <laughs> because he felt like we were in that moment he was like there was we are no, all one yeah he's like there's there, there's no difference in and then he us. came out of he's like all right y'all are still my slaves yeah i'm sorry that still just makes it's, me mad yeah like i i would totally poison him if i was like oh yeah this herb like Gets you high like we did to you last time. He's like, okay, and he just drops dead in the forest and just leave. I mean, I don't know where they'd leave to at that time. Underground railroad. That wasn't a thing. That wasn't a thing, Noah. I know. Um, (laughs) Yeah, just, man, I would try to, with their knowledge, I would take every, this might be terrible, but I would take every opportunity to kill the slave owners. You're thinking of like guerrilla warfare now. (laughs) Yeah, no, because that's a terrible thing to do to another person. So obviously I'd want to kill the master no matter how nice they were. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. But it was just interesting. He writes about it and just about how even little kids knew how to do certain rituals and certain things. I was like, that's really cool. It's very, very, it's just so important to them that they, uh, they make sure to teach them from a young age, that they know the importance of things and they know how to do certain rituals, certain chants, certain charms and stuff like that. Interesting. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. That is super cool. Yeah. I didn't have any of that in my research. Um, oh, tell me if, if they have this in New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans. 
Nolens. Nolens. <laughs> like, like Louisiana. Like Louisville. Yeah, Louisville. It's Louisville, Kentucky. Lu- Louisville, Kentucky. Um, so they have something called the Big Good Angel. Mm. So they have the bigger spirit and the lesser spirit. Okay. Can you guess the name of the other thing? So one is Big Good Angel. What's the other one? Lee Grand Zombie? Is that no. What it's? Oh. Little Good Angel. Uh, See, I thought it would be like uh, Shoulder Angel, Shoulder Devil. It's not the case at all. Actually. Oh. So Big yeah, Good yeah, Angel yeah. is the one that uh, is the. It's good. Name. It's the body. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. It's the one that makes your body function and, like, makes your heart work and huh. keeps your stuff going. And the little good angel is the one that gives you personality. Huh. I was like, oh, okay. That's really cool. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know why that kind of belief would be necess- necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it's, I mean, it's your body and then it's... And then it's your, it's your personality. But I do think that's a beautiful sentiment. I mean, like, just think of like people the big des- good angel runs your body. The little good angel is your personality. And people describe the soul and the soul is just the unity of the body and spirit. And so for them, they already, they have two separate entities for that. So it's kind mm. of cool. Like it's even there. It's a yeah. similar to like that Christian ideology. I wonder if it's because when this might just be a hypothetical, but what if it got sick or they started exhibiting strange behavior if they attributed it to one of those angels? Like if they were physically sick, they said, I "Oh, their big good angel uh, is corrupted, or something like that." I wouldn't and, doubt it. Or they, if they start exhibiting strange behavior, or you know, they're maybe they're suffering from a mental illness. Uh, oh, their little good angel is is suffering or is corrupted. I mean, people used to throw people over boats when they thought Poseidon was mad. So I mean, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they would have thought that too. Or Jonah throwing himself off that boat into the whale's mouth. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. It all ended well for him, though. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the big big good angel and little good angel thing. Did you have that in what you read? Uh, they didn't call it big good angel or little good angel. They just called it, like, the two halves. And it just talks oh. about... Um, it's basically the same thing, just like your body and your soul. Okay. Two different parts, and each of them needs to be in sync with the other. And I mean, it kind of reminded me of that whole like uh, that that inner wolf battle that you hear about. Yes, where it's like there's two um, wolves inside of you, and they're both mm-hmm. fighting, and one of them is like the hate and the anger and the rage of you, and the ones like the positivity, the love, and, and the fighting. happiness. Which and one fighting. wins, and Grandpa? Depends you ask, on which yeah, one you feed. Whichever one you feed is the one that wins the war, and so it's kind of that made me think of that, but in the sense of like. Both these halves of you, they never give it a name. I couldn't find one. It was just like the two halves of you. Um, They have to be in sync. And if they're not, you either, this is kind of cool, actually. This explains illness and like mental illness too, actually. If if, If one of them is not in sync with the other, like if the body is not in sync with the spirit, you'll get like sick. Like mm. you get like a cold. See, that's what I was saying. I was yeah. just speculating. And so it's cool Ooh. though. And then if you if if your if your if your other half, the spiritual side, is not in sync with your physical half, you'll get depressed, or you'll have super bad anxiety. And so they explain it kind of like you have to put. Uh, I saw a picture of it. It was really cool. I'll put it on the website when it's up. It basically was like they have these two rings, and they line them up perfectly in front of you, so you can't see them both. You can only see the you see one ring because mm. one's hiding behind it, and so. Just imagine putting two rings on top of each other and you can't see the other ring underneath it. They're like, that's how your body should be. It looks like it's one ring, but it's two. And when one's just slightly out of the way, issue happens, depending on which way that goes. Yeah. It's interesting how, like, even, like, you think back to, like, ancient China. They have, like, the whole balance of yin and yang 
you know, that's half and half. Then, you know, you the know chosen it. one, bringing balance to the force, but... I mean, that's my religion, but... <laughs> you have voodoo here, you have two halves. You're a Jedi. And then you have your thing where it's like, you know, big good angel, big little angel, and stuff like that. It's just really cool to me how, like... I mean, once again, we've said this in a few episodes already, how every culture seems to have their own way to explain everything and anything, whether it be the weather, the crops, it being infertile, you know, anything Illness. at all. Illness, yeah. Um, it's a witch. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Throwback. It's a witch. Um, what did you say? <laughs> but Throw them in the river. For them, it's just that their body and soul are out of sync. Body and spirit are out of sync. And that they just need to be put back in some kind of way. And it's just really cool. I mean, that's, I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's, I'm explaining. That makes sense. Take an aspirin. I think, the only, I think the only danger is how they treat it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have a story about that. Do it. I'm going to share that. Okay. Is it a spooky story? Yeah. So this is from the Nat Geo video. So this video, a lot of it was about this gentleman named Gary in Haiti. Gary. Gary. Like, I didn't think his name would be Gary. Gary. But it, he has he has a really cool last name that I forgot to write down. But he's the he's a businessman, but he's also the voodoo priest in his village. Ooh, Gary. Yeah, and so it's weird. They show him like walking around in like a suit with like sunglasses on, and then they show you know those revolving shots where like the camera like kind of spins around them, and they look at the camera and they're turning in slow motion. Yeah, yeah. Like the UFC fights and whatnot. Yeah. They do that, and he's got all his like garb on. He's got two machetes across his chest. What? <laughs> I said, okay, that's either super cool if that's real, or they're being extremely they're racist right extreme now. Extreme absolutely. Um, but I was like, I really hope that that's actually like his garb and they're not like, what do you think when you think voodoo? Two machetes across the chest. <laughs> Anywho, uh, so it shows this certain encounter with a young man in the in the village named Berto. And you see Berto in the video and he does not look well. He's he's like, his shoulders are slumped and he's kind of like flailing. I don't know, I don't like this. He's just, what the But heck? he's speaking in his language. I don't know, I don't know. It. It's freaky. Yeah. And so um, instead of treating it as a, a medical problem that maybe he has some sort of psychosis, uh, they, they jump straight to possessed, which I think is a, is, is a serious danger um, when it comes to, to a culture, how fast they'll jump to possession and jump to um, quote-unquote alternative medicine, a.k.a. medicine that hasn't been like approved or isn't mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has been inhabited uh, by a spirit. So Gary, being the village priest, kind of puts together a ceremony. And all the people are in the shack standing around each other. And Berto's in the middle sitting down. And Gary's doing these chants. And they're singing what it's kind of the equivalent of hymns. Because at the beginning of a lot of their ceremonies, they would sing uh, their spiritualistic songs. Mm-hmm. And they would know the spirits were in attendance if... All of a sudden, members of the uh, of the congregation started getting possessed. In oh, this case, that wasn't fantastic. happening, except for Gary. <laughs> Gary. So what they were expecting, he he was calling on a spirit to possess him. Uh, Gary was calling on a spirit to possess his own body, to huh. get insight and knowledge. Yeah, no, as a priest, that's he's like, I don't know what's going on, so I'm going to call on somebody who does know. So he was calling on a spirit that could help. They were expecting an ancestral spirit. You want to know who came through instead? A demon. No, the spirit of death himself. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No. His name is Baron Sumedi. Mm. Um, And so Baron Sumedi is the spirit of death. Like he's apparently one of the most powerful and feared spirits that they worship. And uh, Gary now uh, 
quote-unquote possessed by Baron, uh, turns to Berto's father and starts yelling at him. Do you want to know what he says? I have the translation. Go, go for it. <laughs> he says, this is your fault. You are the one who put him in this situation. You have money for women and cut fries, but you have no money to help out your sons. If you cannot be responsible for your family, they will become my responsibility. Ugh. I'm like, oh, dang. At that point in the video, <laughs> I'm just thinking to myself, oh, my gosh. Wow. Either Gary's got some dirt on the dad or he's making speculations or this is legit. Wow. Either way, it brought me goosebumps. And the dad's sitting there and he's kind of an elderly dude, but he looks super guilty. Like he knows he's done something wrong. Dang. Yeah. And so... <laughs> I thought that was so funny. It wasn't funny. It was terrifying, but it was it was interesting. Uh, the spirit of death came through. Yeah. Instead of giving an answer, just turned and went full on accusatory, like the root of all problems. And so, essentially, what they boiled it down to was uh, disrespect of ancestral spirits. And so the Dang. son was punished for it. Wow. Yeah. That's some deep stuff there. Right. That's dark. Pretty gnarly. Jeez. So yeah, that's that's the uh, that's one story I have. Um, that's that's the Haitian uh, National Geographic video that I saw. It was really cool. Uh, we'll we'll definitely be throwing it up on the website. I'll, I'll send a link to yeah. no one who put it up there because it it's it's only five minutes. Yeah, but it's, it's a good it's, watch. It's a worth watch. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure Noah will have his resources in there as well. Do you want to know something interesting about singing? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go for so, it. So like singing is so important in. Voodoo rituals. It's the same thing and, with Christian. Yeah, and Christian I, I I can tell from your Haitian one and my Louisiana one how you know important it is. It's such an important part because you have to start the rituals that way. They've been passed down orally for hundreds of years. They're not really written down too often when it comes to these things. Yeah, just because it's more of that like respect of like especially it's when down. it's in Haitian Creole because it's not really Seriously. a written language. So, fun fact: you know, there's only two ways a new song can be added to so, like their repertoire. Okay. Do you want to guess what they are? Uh, an ancestor spirit possesses them and writes it down. <laughs> so the first, the first is if someone who has heard the song in a dream. Okay. Which I mean, that'd be kind of cool actually, as this you know this it's believed to be revelation from the spirits. Um, and the second way is if a person is in a possessed trance and asks the people around them to sing it and memorize it. And, <laughs> When it is considered to come straight from the spirit, basically when you're possessed. Um, so that's kind of interesting. So basically your grandpa could show up and be like, sing this song, and it's just home on the range. But it's not your grandpa. Might, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and they're it's like, Baron. It's Baron. He's spirit back. of death. I got a song for you guys. I got a song for you. You gonna <laughs> die tonight. <laughs> sing it with me, y'all. Add some clapping in the background. Hey, yeah. I'm just kidding. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Pass me the mic, DJ. No. <laughs> I'll sing a song to my boy Gary here. <laughs> Gary, you're going to die. I'm just kidding. This is the song. Hey, Dad, you suck. You don't have money for your kids. Why am I singing Les Mis? I was look like, down, uh, look down. <laughs> well, he's going to be standing in a grave in a minute. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Gary. Uh, there are, you know, just going along with, <laughs> with that, with the singing and rituals. Uh, when it comes to Louisiana voodoo, there's four phases to a voodoo ritual. Um... They're all identifiable, identifiable by the song being sung, um, and it's all basically about like the preparation, invocation, and the possession and farewell. That's the order. The song will be about preparation, 
and then a song about invocation, and then a song about possession, and then a song about saying goodbye. And, like, every song they sing, like, it's not, like, some, like, crazy, crazy weird song. Like, it's just, like, a song in their language about a certain topic. Yeah. And, like, you know, the invocation, you're inviting something. Possession, you're singing about the person who gets possessed. Anyway, the songs are used to open the gates between the deities and the human world and invite spirits to possess someone. So you're basically saying you're prepping. Like I said, there's four phases. You're prepping with a prep song. You're inviting them with invocation. You're singing about possess them, take them, and then you have to say, you have to sing a song about goodbye. And that way they leave and everything's back to normal. That just reminds of, that just reminds me of like the church we go to. Cause you know, when, whenever we attend our, our, our meetings, mm-hmm. uh, in, in the first hour of church that we go to, uh, there's an opening hymn and that's to in, invite the spirit. That's to invite a positive atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's like an intermediate hymn and then there's a closing hymn. Mm-hmm. I th- I believe a, a lot of other churches have that. I mean, you oh, go yeah, to yeah. you go to. Uh, I've been to a lot of uh, inside of a lot of Protestant churches for you know rehearsals for shows that I've been in because we would rehearse in churches. But they had hymn books, mm-hmm. and that's. I mean that that concept is pretty normal to me. You know, having songs to mark certain points in the uh, in the ceremony or the uh, the ritual, the, the ceremony, ritual, the, the, just the, the worshiping, the worship, yeah. Do you want to know something major creepy? Yeah. So Always. That's the point of this. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so we'll have to do a really scary episode next week. Um, I don't know why I want to do a super scary one, but I really do want to do a super scary one next week. Okay. We'll talk about it. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, shoot. Uh, something really spooky. So I already told you there's four phases to the ritual. Um, the prep, the invocation, the possession, and the farewell. All of those have their own songs. There are a few instances where it talks about how when they're trying to invite a spirit to possess someone, as you've already pointed out, the spirit they want doesn't always come. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's that bad juju that comes down the drain. Yeah, I know? wonder how they would react to a Ouija board. So, Kind of so, the same concept. I feel there. like I always They expect that, one spirit, another one shows up. I always thought that uh, Ouija boards were a voodoo thing, but it's not. They're not. I mean, I don't really know where they come from. I thought they were just like a like a freaking like American invention. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. Like a party, they, like a parlor trick. You can a buy them game. at Walmart, and it's and they're seven eight, and up. Yeah, eight seven and up. and up. So you only have. I, I might have made this joke before. It's true um, though. Say you, it again. You, um, <laughs> you have to be uh, twenty-one and up to drink alcohol. But Eighteen you only have to, to be, vote. You only have to be uh, eight to summon the devil. <laughs> hey, priority straight. We can't elect politicians, but we can summon Satan. Anyway, <laughs> facts. All right. Uh, anyway. That's just, that's comical. I'm sorry. Yeah. No matter how you spin that, that's no, funny. It is. It is. Anyway, so with this, and this, there's only a few accounts of this, and I don't know how many more there are, but sometimes, as Baron has shown us, a, a bad dude shows up. I guess Baron's not very bad. He's not bad. Just he's just a spirit of, of death. Yeah. But sometimes people show up who aren't supposed to be. So the thing is, is they have that, the, the four phases of the ritual with the singing is, once again, the preparation is to set the atmosphere, like you said, invite the spirit mm-hmm. in. Invocation is oh. kind of like holding the, the spirit in. Possession is kind of saying like, hey, use this person. Use this person as like that thing. And then farewell is to send the spirit back and let the person be normal again. Ah. And so everybody works out. So that's, it's also, when I looked up, a way of defense because it prevents bad bad guys from showing up. Well, no. there's a few stories of people being possessed by some bad juju, some bad guys, <gasps> bad spirits. Voodoo Mama Juju um, from The Office. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, one of these particular stories is of an evil spirit who possesses someone and knowing how the ritual works, tried to kill someone who was like leading the song because they didn't want them to sing the farewell because <laughs> that would have to make them leave because in this mind mentality or in this ideology, if the song isn't finished, they don't have to leave. Mm. But then again, if the song is ever sang again in their presence by more than four people, it's for some reason there has to be more than four, huh. um, they have to go. But so it talks about how this person was possessed and the first thing they went to do is weird. It says this person like leapt up and started strangling like the head of like this like choir ritual thing because that's the person, you know, it's like the conductor basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, tried to strangle him to stop them oh from closing gosh. it out. But the people knew the song already so they just were able to sing it without the conductor and the person passed out and they didn't wake up for like two days, but the evil spirit was gone just because it was such a weird experience huh. in their body. Interesting. Cause apparently it's supposed to be done very, very methodically and like forcing it out really quick, you know, is not the best thing for either body or spirit. Yeah. So that was interesting. Okay. And I was like, dang, dang, dang. I, I have, I'm going to, I'm going to recommend a series to you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called dark tourist. Mm. It's on Netflix. It's this. Uh, it's this journalist from New Zealand. Do you know what dark tourism is? Tourism is kind of okay. You go to places that are like dangerous or really weird. Like people who go on the, um, like Charles Manson tours or the oh, or ew, the yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer yeah, tours, yeah. and they yeah. go down oh. to uh, they don't go down to Colombia and mm-hmm. go on those tours all about uh, the one dude from Narcos. Oh, El Chapo. El Chapo. El Chapo, isn't that, that's the dude who keeps escaping from prison. Yeah. I'm talking about the dude who's dead already. Oh, Fidel Castro? No, that's Cuba. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what you're talking I don't, about. Is he dead? Who? Oh, he is dead, Castro. Yeah. Um, no, he, um, anywho. People who just go and, like, go on vacations that are thematic to like danger or serial killers. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people go to like. That's so creepy. Why would dick- you go for that? It's called dark tourism. That's creepy. It's interesting. Yeah. So this guy goes to Africa. So this is actually an African voodoo thing. Mm-hmm. So let me scroll down to this. Okay. So this guy visits, I forget his name. It's been a while, but he visits a voodoo village and he visits with the priestess and he's asking all these questions about voodoo and whatnot. And she's telling him that she has this uh, kind of the equivalent of a guardian angel, but it's a certain voodoo spirit that's kind of her her pal, her unseen protector. Mm-hmm. And she's like, if you want, I can set you up too. And he's like, okay. Sounds awesome. I mean, he doesn't believe in it. Uh-huh. Um, I think he's actually like an atheist, well, so he doesn't really believe. He doesn't, he doesn't believe in any sort of like higher power, but he finds it very interesting and he likes to study it. That's why yeah, he's a journalist. Yeah, yeah, of course. He's very, he's very nonpartisan and that makes him very fun to watch because he doesn't bring in his own... Uh, biases most of the time. Um, I like that. I'm gonna have to watch this now. It's really dark cool. Dark tourism. It's 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 very dark. Uh, of duh. Course. <laughs> it's 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 pretty graphic sometimes. Um, but she takes him to a, a market that has all these voodoo ingredients, and he gets. I remember he, he gets. They get like a monkey skull. I can't remember if chicken feet was another one of them. <laughs> but, okay, the funniest thing about this is he sees a chameleon, like a little tiny, like, freaking Rapunzel tangled chameleon. Yeah, The one that yeah. would sit on her shoulder. Yeah, yeah. That big, mm-hmm. right? And he's like, what's that for? They're like, oh, that's going to be used in a sacrifice. He's like, 
how much? And he buys it. And for the rest of the episode, he has it on his shoulder. He keeps, it as a, <laughs> he keeps the chameleon as a pet. That's it's awesome. The, it's the coolest thing ever. He's like, you ain't dying today, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and so then they go back and she puts all like the paint on him and stuff and like covers it in powder at one point. Like he's mm-hmm. just, he's got his eyes closed. He's like, I can't see because <laughs> they put all this stuff on his face. This is where you start tripping balls. <laughs> no, no. They didn't do drugs or anything, but they danced around him, put stuff on him. Oh, I think they like painted him white and like put blue uh, dots of blue like splotches of paint all over him. I think that's the image coming to my head. But anyway, they put him through the same ritual to summon this spirit to be his buddy. Mm -hmm. And he's like, this is my friend now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've got a constant companion. He's my buddy. He's my pal. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's just, it's really cool to watch. But yeah, no, that's, that, that was a cool thing that I saw. And I, you know, you brought up the ingredients for voodoo and stuff. And I didn't see that in any of the uh, Haitian voodoo i may mm-hmm. have just missed it but i did see that in the original it was a big African time thing voodoo. that came from africa yeah big time big time so yeah that's act- i think that's all my notes that's really voodoo. interesting so i want to talk about two people go for it my girl marie laveau and then dr john also known as bayou john bayou john right. bayou john go for it all right marie laveau there were 15 voodoo queens at any given time queen Get it, Queen Bay. Um, they were in the neighborhoods that scattered around, uh, you know, 19th century New Orleans. Um, Marie Laveau was known as the Voodoo Queen, like the Voodoo Queen. There was a bunch of them, but she was like the capital Q, you know, little G for little gods, big G for the main guy. Yeah. She was the big capital queen. High priestess. Um, she had the most. She was the most eminent and powerful person in the entire city of New Orleans. And almost the entire state, some speculate, even out of politicians. I want to meet this person, but I'd be scared to. Um, her religious right, her, the, the area on the shore of Lake, how says, Pont, Pont, Pont Chartrain, yeah, Pont Chartrain, um, on St. John's Eve. Um, it's this, like, spiritual right she does every year on the shore of the lake. Um, every year she did this. Um, at once she became like the queen, had over 12,000 people show up. Black people, white people, uh, Asians, Islanders, politicians, people of all cultures, creeds, nationalities came. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. Um, Lawyers, business and politicians, wealthy planters, they all came and they would consult her. And people would like sit with her and basically like talk to her about what they could do to be more successful, what they could do to, like, be happy and stuff like that. Now, here's the thing. Um, you know, people come to make important financial or business decisions. You know, just thing like that. Um, but she always had, like, kind of her own motives. I'll get to that in a minute. Of course. Um, but the thing that was cool about her is the fact that, you know, she herself is, a, is an African-American woman. Um, and she saw to the poor and enslaved as well. She didn't just talk to rich people, which I kind of wanted to make that important. That's nice. And, she, yeah, she was very non-discriminatory. But there was a lot of evidence that she definitely did favor enslaved servants, which I'd be at that time period, her being African as well. Duh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that, those course. are your people. That, of course, I have like no issues there. And many of those, many slaves who escaped said that, for the runaway slaves that escaped, said that she was influential for them to escape. Yeah, she told me to give my owner 
like my slave owners so this funny plant <laughs> that I worked. didn't know about yet, and he he fell asleep and he didn't wake back up, and then I just left. Well, the funny thing <laughs> is, is she'd give them charms, and she would just say like she would either tell them like you have to do this certain thing at this certain time before or after you get away or like if someone's gonna make a really important business deal it's like if you right after you do this as soon as it's done you have to do x y and z you have to do this and if you don't oh man bad stuff's gonna happen on you and the reason that was is because she would make deals on behalf of with people with the spirits and be like a spirit because she had that like so much power that she could be the advocate and be like hey, she's spirit. like a bank Really, though, she was with a with a with a credit line. Yeah, and but it was some intense stuff that would go down. Um, and a lot of the escaped uh, slaves said that it was because they would go to her and get charms and get like little ways to escape and you stuff. No, like good that. for them. Yeah, um, whatever way you whatever way you can get to escape that kind of stuff, do yeah. it, man. I mean, she was kind of like she was a gossip girl, like in terms of like she knew all the stuff. She's kind of the one that made voodoo dolls. Like the big thing, mainstream. Yeah, it really mainstream because like they were so tough. And then she had potions. Um, her gravesite is still there. It's a really big gravesite apparently. And every year on that same date that comes in, um, oh, shoot, the same date that they have the her ceremony every year, uh, people lay down voodoo trinkets and gifts on her grave, cool. and they hope that she'll help out with that. And I don't know, it's really cool because a lot of the time they say that people who didn't do what she asked to like whether it was like you need to like go home and like take your clothes off and like one of the things she had somebody do it was like a slave who was escaping like he had once he escaped and he was far enough away once he's crossed the state line once he was gone he had to soil himself that was just something he had to like literally like poo and pee himself his pants that's just he just had to do it Mm. and so like people like stuff like that and sometimes it was easy like just find a four-leaf clover and eat it you know which can be easy or hard depending on that and then if you didn't really bad luck would come to them and they would die or they would just be really sick and stuff like that. And then you have Dr. John, Bayou John, and, uh, you know, they call him Prince John. He's from Senegal and he was a slave that was kidnapped and brought to, you know, America, New Orleans. And he called himself the Voodoo King slash Voodoo Prince. Okay. Um, and he was basically a witch doctor. All more right. More or less. Like he's... He, you know, Marie Laveau is more known for, like, her power with the spirits. He's more known for being able to craft all kinds of things and being an excellent healer. But he also kind of, like, would do some sketchy things. And he's the one that basically introduced the idea of zombies in Louisiana. Oh, like, it okay. wasn't even a thing before him because he be- he said he could reanimate people and resuscitate people from the point of death or he could bring them back after they had died. Basically, he made a deal with the Shinigami. I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> but, uh, he, he, there was a lot of examples and a lot of stories of him doing that kind of stuff, but a lot of the people would turn out to be bad. So that was always kind of sketchy. So they call him Dr. John Bayou John, the king of zombies. Very cool. King of Louisiana. Yeah. Nice. Voodoo's weird. It's kind of like, there's always a lot, there's a lot of good things and a lot of bad things. Kind of just with, depends that's, on... That's with most things. Kind of just depends on what you look at. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's all I have. Is that all you have? That's all I have, yeah. All right, this was fun. This, this was fun. I was worried that we wouldn't have enough to talk about, but no, really. that flew by fast. It, it really did, though. All right, awesome. So we're going to do our outro, uh, but Noah's family's in town, and his brother is actually a fan of the show, Woo! so we're going to have him read the outro. So take it away, Nathaniel, Nathan. Nathan. <laughs> he prefers Nathan. He's going to be mad at me now. <laughs> take it away, Nathan. <laughs> You can find Studies in Shadow on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and SoundCloud. 
You can also like them on Facebook and follow them on Twitter. Username is Studies in Shadow. For all inquiries, you can send a message at studiesinshadow at gmail.com. Music composed and produced by Jack Rogers and Matthew Gonzalez. This has been Studies in Shadow. Thank you for listening and be safe.